Welcome to episode 5 of the Diary of a Worship Leader and this is your host Franklin Omoage. I have a very interesting uh, topic for us to you know just to talk about and today and just to ponder on. It's called living the worship lifestyle. What does it mean to live the worship lifestyle? So we're going to be talking about this in this episode. You are welcome. Master Yes, it's another good day. It's a good day to be alive. All praises be to God, to all my worshiper friends and brothers and sisters out there. It's nice to talk to you again. For those of you who have been ardent listeners to these uh, podcasts that we've been sending out, thank you so much and may God bless you and keep listening and I promise you that you will learn something you will learn something. So always uh, stay tuned to this uh, podcast. Today, I just want to talk about living the worship lifestyle. For those who've been listening so far to these podcasts that we've been putting out there, you will see that it's, I have been emphasizing mostly on the person, the man, the person, on the person, rather than on the, like the techniques and how to sing, and five ways to make your voice better, six ways to get good vocal production, and all that kind of thing. This is very deliberate, because I believe, in terms of setting a foundation for a worshiper, we have to first have a worship lifestyle. It's more important to prepare the man before the message. Preparation of the man becomes first before the message there's this um, preacher i always listen to his name is andrew womack and i learned that from him talking about preparation of the man before the message that the preparation of the man is more important than the preparation of the message so the person first and then the message because it's simple you cannot drink pure water out of a dirty uh, pipe or cistern. It's, it's, it makes no sense. You know, you pick up a dirty hose and the water that's coming out of it is pure, but the pure water is being tainted by the dirty hose. So living a worship lifestyle, we are worshipers. We are called to lift the people into worship. We are called to worship and to lead praise. So whether you're a chorister, whether you're a worshiper, a worship leader, instrumentalist, this is what you have been called to. You are called to lead people into praise. So your lifestyle must depict what you are doing. Otherwise, it would just be a sham. It would, You would just be like a, a joke, essentially. So, uh, so we want to be. We want to talk about living a worship lifestyle. As a worshiper, you, we must endeavor, do all that is in our power to live a worship lifestyle. I give you a scripture, Ephesians chapter four, verse one. He said, "I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called." This is the Holy Bible, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter four, verse one. 
The NIV version says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. So you see there, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote that beautiful book of Ephesians, is telling us, we must lead a life that is worthy of the, 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 the calling. Our lifestyle cannot be different from our worship. Our lifestyle cannot be different from our worship. Another scripture I'll give to you is Romans chapter 12, verse 1. The book of Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And I read again from the NIV, the New International Version. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So our bodies should be living sacrifices, holy and and pleasing to God. This is our proper worship. I keep saying it here and I cannot emphasize it more. That you cannot give what you do not have. If you don't carry God's presence, you cannot give it to the people. It would just be all a joke. This is not games. This is not... Yes, being a worshiper is fun. But it's not all about games. It's not all about trickery. It's not all about deceiving the people. You must have the presence of God to carry, to give to the people. So if you're asking that question, why is my worship not effective? This is one of the reasons. You may have skill to the high heavens, but if you are not carrying the presence of God, you cannot, you cannot actually minister to anybody. You can only minister to their flesh, but you cannot minister to their spirits. And ministration to the spirit, that is what is more or most important to God. So if you are supposed to be a carrier of God's presence, you should live a life that depicts that. We should not live double lives as instrumentalists who play in the house of God, as choristers, as worship leaders. We, you cannot afford to live a double lifestyle. We must mind how we live our lives. We must mind what we watch. We must mind what we say. We must mind the way we live our lives to the people of the world, to the outside. It's very important, inside and outside. Your worship should be the same inside and outside. So if you carry God's presence, you must live a life that is worthy of that. Because we're leading people into the presence of God. We're worshiping. We're bringing down the presence of God. I noticed, I heard a, uh, a brother of mine say this uh, this past weekend. And he, he said, praise is the only thing we do that God is obligated to come down. How powerful. Praise, worship. This is the only thing that we do where God is obligated to come down. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. He comes to inhabit our praise. So one thing, if I know anything about God, he never looks on your outward appearance. God is all about 
what the position of your heart is. When it comes to God and the things of God, he is more concerned about your attitudes more than your actions. The why of what you are doing, the why you, of what you are doing. God is more interested in that. So, child of God, man of God, chorister, instrumentalist, singer, you know, those who have been called to lead worship, to lead the people into the presence of God, we must live a lifestyle that shows that we are serious with what we are doing. If you want God to bless your worship, if you want God to bless your praise, your lifestyle must be in line with what you do. You cannot live a double life. You cannot be black inside and then you come out as white it's not going to work you are never going to be effective so it's not all about your skill a lot of people emphasize skill in as much as skill is good skill is not a substitute for god's presence Psalm 78 verse 72, it said, so it's talking about David. He said he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Even though David had skill, God called David a man after my own heart. God says to David that David is a man after his own heart. He had skill, but the thing that touched God about David was the position of his heart. So as a child of God who is a worshiper, who leads praise, who is called to lead people into the presence of God, our lifestyle is very important. We lead, we lead a life that is worthy of God's praises. God, your worship, your praise, you must be a worship and a praise to be an effective worshiper and a praiser. You must be a worship and a praise to God. You must understand that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? It says, verse 20, Ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So your body is for God, your spirit is for God. Your lifestyle that you lead will determine whether the presence of God will follow your worship or not. Okay? It's not a matter of skill. Skill is okay, but skill is not the thing that will take you there. There's something else I noticed, and I'll talk to my instrumentalist brothers and sisters now. Those of you who play the instrument for God, may God bless you. I know for me, if I don't have someone who plays well, I cannot really flow. I cannot really worship well. But when I hear the right chords and the right music, worship flows well. So I thank you guys for that. I thank you guys, those of you who God has really touched. And you are doing this your, your trade. You are using your skill to glorify God. But I want to talk, about, talk to my instrumentalist brothers and sisters now. There's one thing I notice about instrumentalists, and this is kind of rampant all over the place. You see, they play, they come into church, and they, you know, most, a, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them do this. So, my brothers, please, please, this is not something that we need to do. If we do it, we need to change. 
you're coming to the church, you play your music, and when it's time to listen to the word or the message, they walk out. You don't see them sitting down listening to the message. You don't see them sitting down listening to the word of God. They just walk out. And the next time you see some of these instrumentalists is when they are about to lead a song of, uh, for the offering or a kind of praise song. Then they run, then they run back into the church to go and play their instrument. At the end of the day, if you live this kind of a lifestyle, what are you going to say to God when the hour comes when you will be, you and I will have to face Him? You know, it's good to be an instrumentalist who has skill and also who has integrity. Your heart must be in the right place. Your skill doesn't thrill God. It's the state of your heart that thrills God. It's not all about your skill. It's the state of your heart that thrills God. So please, let's stop this attitude. For those of us who do it, please call yourself to order and understand that bodily exercise profits a little, but it's the word of God that is profitable unto all things. The Bible also says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It will be a big tragedy. Having lived your life inside the four walls of a house of God, and at the end of the day, you miss your reward, you miss heaven. So, children of God, especially my instrumentalist brothers and sisters, I urge you to have a change of heart. If you are part of those who imbibe this kind of attitude, it is not good. Please call yourself to order. Call yourself to order and understand that in as much as you play your instrument, it's also best that you sit down and listen to the word of God. Let the word of God fill your heart richly. Stop playing the prostitute, jumping from one place to another. If you want to go and help your friends and, and their churches, fine. But you must understand that you must have a home church and you must have a place where you sit down and listen to the voice of God. Because that is the only thing that will make any impact in your life. At the end of the day, your skill will end here. It will end with accolades. It will end with standing ovations. But at the end of the day, you don't want it to end without being in the presence of God on the last day. So this is something that I, it's, it's been strong in my heart that I felt that I should put out there on this podcast for anybody who cares to listen to it. So friends, brothers, worshipers, choristers, musicians, please, let's live a worship lifestyle. Let our worship be consistent with our lifestyle. Let our worship be consistent with our lifestyle. Remembering that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And God will bless you as you do so. And I pray for you that the Lord will continue to be your strength. He will continue to be get to give you grace. He will continue to guide you in all the things that you do. And He will continue to lift you up and cause you to prosper in every area of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So I just wanted to put this out there. Uh, living the worship lifestyle. It's important to live the worship lifestyle. I had another topic for today. 
you know, to, to talk about on this podcast. But I felt this this was more urgent. I felt my heart, I felt, you know, deep down inside me to share about this first before, you know, we go, you know, to other things. Please stay tuned for the next episode. This is episode five. Episode six is going to be caring for your vocal instrument. I'm going to try not to be too technical. So we're going to be talking about caring for your vocal instrument. We're going into some training now. So we've been talking about all about preparing the man and preparation of the person and having the presence of God all this while. So we're going to go into, you know, swing into how to care for your vocal instrument. You do not want to miss this. Your whole body is a vocal instrument. You are a vocal athlete. I'm going to be sharing some things with you just to know how to care for your vocal instrument. So till the next time, please feel free to send emails. You can send your email to worshipnspirit at gmail.com. That's worship, the letter N, spirit at gmail.com. You can also see some of our uh, stuff on uh, franklinomaji.com. We're trying to work on the uh, website. So please bear with us. And uh, soon enough, it's going to be, you know, it's going to have the right look. But you can still, you know, go on there now and see, you know, just look around and see what you have there. Okay. God bless you. Until the next time, this is Franklin Omoage signing off. Please, in everything you do, remember to live in the atmosphere of worship. God bless you.